right, well, good morning. If you were wondering why that's not on 88.5 WJIE, that's because that was Gnarls Barkley. Uh, some of you may or may not know who that is, but anyway, uh, so they did a great job. So a couple things uh, before we get started. Uh, so last night, you ever have those moments where you like just realize, oh my gosh, I, I messed up. I had one of those last night. And what happened last night was I'm sitting at graduation for my nephews and I'm like, oh, we haven't done Senior Sunday, and that graduation was yesterday. And so what we're going to do, if you know what Senior Sunday is, every year we try to acknowledge the seniors that have graduated, bring them up, give them a gift, acknowledge the accomplishments of what they've done. So here's what's going to happen. Next Sunday is going to be Senior Sunday. And so we realize a lot of people are starting to travel and stuff like that. So we will have a form that we push out through the app. It'll be on Facebook. We'll do a push notification and an email. So we'll try to catch as many of you guys as we can. And if you know or you are a senior that graduated this year... Or, because everything was crazy, last year, we want to acknowledge your accomplishments. Um, and I know last year for a lot of seniors, it was sad because they didn't get to do a regular graduation. So we want to acknowledge your accomplishment from last year too. So here's what happened. You just fill out a form. Uh, you come in. We'll give it to you next Sunday. We'll acknowledge it. Everybody will clap for you. If you can't be here, if you just want to send a picture in, uh, we'll make sure and acknowledge you as well. And we'll get you your gift later. But we do want to uh, congratulate all of our seniors. Um, and we know that we had a lot. I was sitting there at graduation last night just watching like all these kids walk by. I was like, oh, they go to our church. And they go to our church. And they go to our church. And I was like... Oh my goodness, we missed this one. And so, uh, so we are doing that next week. Like I said, we realize a lot of you guys be gone, but we want to make sure and honor you guys anyway and have a gift for you. So we'll send that form out this week. Now, today is going to be interesting. I told last service, my dog kept me up to like two o'clock in the morning. Um, and so I woke up at 6.30 to get here. And so I've got four hours of sleep and my brain is just kind of a fog right now, but we're going to get through this. Um, and so if you're watching online or in person, we're so glad you guys are here. If you're new, we're so glad you guys are here. On your way out, stop by. We have a gift for you. Even if you never come back, we see you again, um, that type of thing. We still are just glad you're here with us this Sunday. Um, now, we are in this series, and I have loved the content we talked about. And today's content is, to me, one of the most important things because it's just something I'm going through um, right now. And last week, we started this conversation by talking about this idea. And the whole idea behind the Prestige series, if you've missed, is... When we think of prestige, we think of prestigious things. And so we want to have prestigious jobs and awards and lives and all this stuff. But the word prestige actually in Latin means illusion. It's a deception. And so we talked about the idea there's so many things that we value so much in life that end up actually being a deception and actually leading us the opposite way of the type of people that we're trying to become. And last week we talked about our eyes, the idea that so many of us are drawn to certain things and we want certain things that in reality, some of those things actually do more harm than they do good in our life. Now, today we're going to talk about the eyes, but in a different kind of uh, mode. And we're talking about kind of this one thing, this one specific thing when it comes to our eyes. Now, the reason this is important to me is a few years ago, I heard this talk on personal leadership. And I remember I wrote down all of the things we're going to talk about today. I remember jotting them down as I was listening to this talk. And it was one of these things where I was like, man, this is so good. This is so important. And we've talked about some of these things in some degree, but it's these things that you never like really take. And you're like, okay, this is what I need to do in my life. And I don't know if it's because I'm turning 40 this year or just there's been a lot of stuff happen this year uh, with me personally. But these last months, I have really taken these things on and said, this is something that for me is really important that I take a look at. And I think for everybody in this room, it's really important for us to take a look at. And so me and my wife have had conversations recently about these specific things, about the lives that we're living, the people we're becoming, the relationships we have in our lives. And this is an important conversation for 
all of us to have. And if we don't have these conversations, we will deceive ourselves. And in the end, we will drive ourselves crazy. Now, here is the uncomfortable truth for everybody in this room. And so I'll just go ahead and start with me and go ahead and tell you my uncomfortable truth. And then we'll talk about yours. The uncomfortable truth for me is this. I have participated in every bad decision that I've ever made, right? Every bad financial decision, every bad parenting decision, every bad relationship decision, I was there for every single one of them and fully participated. Now, it's embarrassing when we think about it, but here's the reason I'm not embarrassed by by telling you that is because you have participated in every bad decision that you've ever made. Did you know that? Every single one of them. And it's like the strangest thing. See, here's what we have to realize. Sometimes we are the mastermind behind our own greatest regrets. The same is true of all of us. The other fascinating thing about us as people is this. That when it comes to our greatest challenge at raising our kids, our greatest challenge within our relationships and within our marriage our greatest challenge in our profession, our greatest challenge when it comes to our money and our finances, our greatest challenge when it comes to our health, and our greatest challenge when it comes to our future. Our greatest challenge is something that we wake up every single day and we look at face to face in the mirror. You and I are the greatest challenge to our future. And here's what I know about you, okay, because it's true about me. We are incredibly difficult to lead. And the reason I know that is because we wake up every single day and we try to do it. Now, here's what else you need to know. See, we don't like to talk about this and nobody in this room wants to talk about what's wrong with you. The reason you don't want to do that is because our favorite national pastime is to criticize others and not look at ourselves. Our favorite thing to do is to judge others, to criticize others, and to blame others with never taking the time to actually look at ourselves. Let me ask you this question, and it's a tough one. Have you ever blamed someone for the choices that you made? Right? Nobody wants to answer that one, right? It's a tough one. So let me ask you this way. Have you ever been blamed for the choices someone else made? And the answer is yes. Now, the truth is, and we have to acknowledge this if we're honest, is you have and I have done more to undermine my success than anyone else. And this is important because here's here's the other thing. Even though all of that's true, what I know about every single person in this room is a couple things. Number one, you want to be respected by others. You want to be admired by others. You want other people to listen to what you have to say. You want influence. But if you don't lead yourself well, are you really someone that people should respect and listen to what they say and have influence over? You ever heard the phrase, do as I say, not as I do? Parents, you ever use that? That is the dumbest thing you could ever say. Because nobody cares what you have to say if they watch what you do. It doesn't work. And we all know people who personally are a mess, but still try to have influence, and it just doesn't work. 
Now, this is something we have to wrestle with. And, and the first time this dynamic, and this is a hard truth, but the first time this dynamic ever pops up in your life, and it's true of all of us, we just didn't realize it until we put words to it. The first way this dynamic pops up is when you grow up. And here's what I mean by that. Whether or not you want to be like your parents depends on how your parents led themselves. Many of you like your parents, but you don't want to be like your parents. And when you talk about your parents, you have fond affection and emotion and you love them. But whether or not you want to be like your parents has far more to do with how they led themselves than what they taught you, what they required of you, what they demanded you, or how they disciplined you. It's uncomfortable, but it's true. Because you'll never be, and I'll never be, a person worth following if we don't learn to lead ourselves well. Did you know there's a difference between having influence and having authority? There's lots of people that have authority but don't necessarily have influence because we are rarely open to the influence of someone we don't respect. Now, they may have authority over us still because of their position and our position and that type of thing, but generally, we don't actually respect people who don't lead themselves well. And so if you want to leverage respect, if you want to gain respect, if you want to maintain respect, the very first place you need to look is in the mirror. Bottom line, it doesn't matter whether you're religious or not, whether you believe in Jesus or not, it doesn't matter. We are no better. I am no better. And you are no better than what we do and the decisions that we make. You may want to be something else, but you are no better than what you do and the decisions that you make. And so today I wanna give you three ideas. These are not my ideas. These are ideas that I've been taught and learned over the years and things that I've applied to myself. And here's the thing. There are many more avenues of self-leadership. Listen, one of the greatest things that our culture struggles with, and I'd I'd say this because it's me, but it's a lot of us, um, we lack so much self-awareness, Right? And so there's so many things, books have been written on this, articles, dissertations have been written on this topic. If you want to study them, I can send you all the directions you need, okay? But here's the thing. These are three things, practical things that I've learned over the years, that I've been taught over the years, that I'm wrestling through myself. And these are things that if you want to lead yourself well, you really have to pay attention to, okay? And so here's the first one. The first one is this. I will not lie to myself. And let me take that a little bit further. I will not lie to myself about myself. See, we live in this culture where we believe the worst thing in the world to do is to feel bad about yourself. And, 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 you know, I don't want people to feel bad about themselves. I don't want to feel bad about myself. But this idea that the worst thing is to feel bad about yourself, it's just, is the worst thing. It's just not true. The worst thing you can do is to know there's stuff in your life bad stuff that's harming yourself and other people and choose not to do something about it. That is far worse. But we have a very difficult time doing this as human beings, acknowledging the things in ourselves that need to change. Because again, people don't like to acknowledge what's really going on. What we'd rather do is look at what's wrong with everybody else rather than ever take the time to look at ourselves and say, this might be something that I'm struggling with or I'm going through. The goal, if you want to lead yourself well, and I'll just be honest with you, 
is to learn to be brutally honest with the person in the mirror. Now, some of us say this, and it's popular amongst um, pop music songs, okay, is to say you should just listen to your heart, right? Just listen to your heart, let your heart guide you, okay? I'm just going to tell you this. That is the dumbest thing you could possibly do. And here's why I know this, and I'm not trying to be critical of Taylor Swift or anybody else, ready? But here's why I know this. Your heart, if you think about some of the greatest regrets that you've ever had, it's because you just listened to your heart and you didn't listen anywhere else. You didn't take in all the factors. You didn't listen to the wisdom around you. In fact, the Bible acknowledges this. And I know some of you don't respect the Bible and care about the Bible, but here's the thing. Here's what it says in Jeremiah 17, 9. It says this. The human heart is the... It should come up. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? What an uplifting verse, right? But it's true. Your heart and my heart can be deceitful because we will convince ourselves of things when we listen only to our hearts that will deceive us. All right, you ready for this? Here's the uncomfortable truth. The easiest person in the world for you to deceive is yourself. The easiest person in the world for me to deceive is the person in the mirror. Nobody does a better job at selling you on a bad idea than you. You are a sucker for yourself. The moment you start telling yourself you want something, whether it's good or bad, you immediately eliminate all of the reasons, don't we, of why we shouldn't do this and only focus on the reasons we should do this, right? Now, here's what we know about this. When we only listen to our hearts, when we deceive ourselves and tell ourselves things that aren't true, right, we are lying to ourselves sometimes. Now, here's the question. Have you ever tried to lead a liar? Have you ever worked with or had somebody in your family that all they ever do is lie? How does that go? Terribly. Because you never know if you're getting the truth. You never know where they stand. You never know if you're making progress. And so here's the thing. If you know that about leading someone else that's a liar, why would you lie to yourself? The beginning of good self-leadership is to learn to not lie to yourself, to tell yourself the truth. Now, let's expand this a little bit more. See, part of the reason we lie to ourselves is we don't want to tell ourselves why we're really doing what we're doing. And so we've talked about this before. One of the most powerful questions you can ask when it comes to the decisions you make is on the front end to ask yourself, why am I doing this? So when you find yourself at a junction where you have to make a decision, one of the most important things you can do is to stop and ask yourself, why am I doing this? Now, we talked about this last week, and I know some of you missed it or just weren't paying attention, so we'll try it again. But here's the thing. There are, and the Bible talked about this last week. There are so many things in life that we do, and it's not because even we want to do those things. It's because we think other people want us to do those things. And so what happens is we deceive ourselves by telling ourselves this is what my heart wants, when sometimes it's not. We just want to be liked and accepted, and those people think we're cool or whatever it is that we do. And so we do things, we make decisions that hurt us, harm others, because we think that's what we want. And so here's the thing. The first thing you should do when it comes to making a decision is ask yourself, why am I doing this? Now, if you do this, you will learn to lead yourself well. 
But here's what else I know. If you don't do this and you don't ask the question on the front end, why am I doing this? You will always ask yourself another question on the back end. And you know what that question is? Why did I do that? But see, the problem is when you get to the point where you ask yourself, why did I do that? It's already too late. Why did I go there? Why did I wear that? Why did I buy that? Why did I release that? Why did I say that about those people? Why did I make those comments? Why did I rent that? Why did I do that? You have to learn to ask the question on the front end, not the back end. And then there's another part of this. So it goes back to this idea of, are we really doing these things because we want to, and we think this is helping us become who we want and leads to the next handle we're gonna talk about. So here's the better question is, why am I doing this? There's the question. Give yourself a few seconds to think about it and then ask the question, why am I doing this really? Am I really doing this because I think this is where I'm supposed to head? Am I really doing this because this is something that I I value in my life? And hold on to that word value, we're going to get there. Am I really doing this because this is something I feel like is leading me in the right direction? There's this great statement that Jesus makes, and politicians quote it all the time. They probably even know it came from the Bible, but but it's this great statement. And it says, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's this great statement by Jesus. And here's what he's saying. He's given us this simple formula where he's saying, truth sets us free, that if we're honest about what's going on and we're honest with ourselves, it will set us free. But the other side is true as well. Dishonesty will imprison you. If truth sets free, dishonesty imprisons. Now, here's the thing about this. You make the commitment not to lie to yourself, and you make the commitment that whenever I make a big decision or an important decision, I'll ask myself why I'm doing this. Listen, here's the deal. You may still make the bad decision, but at least you were honest with yourself. Second one that ties into that is this. What do you value most? Here it is expanded in the full thought. I will prioritize what I value most over what I want now. This is long-term thinking, all right? You've got an end goal, right? You've got a destination you wanna end up at in life. You got something you're wanting to accomplish. So what you have to do is learn to value what to go after what you value most versus what you want now. Very rarely, if ever, does value most and want now line up. See, leadership, if you didn't know this, the, the simple idea behind leadership is simply this, is that you're helping a group of people or yourself get in a right direction that leads to a destination. That's all leadership is. And so when it comes to self-leadership, what direction are you heading and what is your ultimate destination? Because rarely again does what not want now line up with value most. And here's how I know this is true. Ready? I'll just give you a simple way to do that. Summer's coming up. Well, it's here, right? And so what happens is in the summer, we're going to go to the pool. We're going to go to the lake. We're going to go to the beach. And so what happens is some of us realize, oh, no, I've got to go to the pool, lake, or beach. And so I've got to have my summer body because we all use that language, right? We got to have our summer body, right? Now, here's the thing. That's what you want. But today, every single one of us is going to face a problem. See, I want to eat healthy, but I also want dessert. Right? You ever been there? Like, I, I, I want this, but I want this now. 
And so what we do is we eliminate what we value, what we really ultimately want from what we want in the moment, right? Let me just be brutally honest with you, okay? I could eat pizza and buffalo wings for every meal for the rest of my life. But what I actually really value, if I'm honest, is to live a long, healthy life for my wife and my kids. And so what happens is want now competes with value most, okay? And that's a silly illustration, but let me tell you a real serious thing. Most people never discover what they value most until it's too late. Most people never discover what they value most until it may be out of reach. Let me tell you the easiest way to understand what you value most. There's this great book that came out years ago. If you've been in the business world at all, it may have crossed your path. It's called Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you've never read it, you should. It's an amazing book. And in this book, about two-thirds of the way through the book, he gives us this, this instructions of what to do. And he tells you to actually put down the book, and here's what he wants you to do. He says, if you wanted to understand what you value most, the way to figure that out is to say this. At the end of it all, at your funeral or your eulogy is given, what do you want people to say about you? What you want people to remember you for and to say about you is actually what you value most, what you want to be remembered for. And so he says, you need to put the book down and take some time and actually write down, here's what I want to be remembered for. Here's what I want my kids to remember about me. Here's what I want my family to remember about me. Here's what I want my friends to be remember about me. And listen, that may be depressing, but let me tell you what's more depressing is getting to the end of your life and realizing the things that you valued most are actually out of reach. You see, let me ask you a simple question. Would you be happy with your life if at the end of your life, when someone gets up and shares thoughts about you, what they tell people is that your life was filled with faith and love of people? And the answer is, in case you don't know, yes. And here's how I know that. Because I've sat in many rooms with many families over the years where we are trying to come up with good things to say. And I've also been in rooms with many families that they cannot say enough good things. And it always centers around the faith that they had in God, the faith that they had in their family and their friends, and the love that they had for people. Do you know the best way to measure the quality of someone's life is how much of it they gave away? That's why when selfish people die, nobody cares. I've been in rooms and funerals with people where it feels And it's always people that understood what they valued most and they lived it out. This week I got to do the uh, funeral for my cousin, Jeff. And he was was older than me. He was a pharmacist in Bowling Green and very successful. Um, But above and beyond his success, what amazed me about his life was when I was kind of preparing for the the eulogy and, and the message and all that stuff, just everybody had nothing but good things to say about Jeff. Now, we often say that about people. Okay, this wasn't just a handful of people. Hundreds 
and hundreds of people. When we got there, the line, to the receiving line or whatever they call it, was out the door and going out the side of the building because he understood what he valued most and he lived it out. This should be the thing that you chase after. And when it comes to being a Christian, what we value most is already kind of put out there for us. There is this great writing that Paul gives us, and he says this. He says, the only thing that counts. So if you're a Christian and you're wanting to know, according to Paul, what's the thing that counts when it comes to our life? He says this, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. And if you live a life where your faith is expressed through love, you will live a well life. And that was bad English. You will live a good life. You will know what the value, my wife's shaking her head. You will know what you value in life. And if you do that, I guarantee you people will have good things to say about you. The last one, and this is the, the brutal one for a lot of us. And the hard one. Here it is. <clears throat> I will not lead myself by myself. Here's what you need to know. You may not agree with this, and you can talk about it over lunch, and you can figure it out, but this is true. You never lead yourself by yourself. You allow other people to have influence over you. Your history, your positive and your negative history is a combination of moments where you tried to lead yourself and or you let other people have influence on the way you were leading your life. No one leads themselves by yourself. And here is the hard one, ready? Some of your greatest regrets were with friends. They weren't enemies. They weren't people who were against you. These were people that liked you. But the problem is they didn't share the same values as you. Ready for this? This is a tough one. You shared common interests, not common values. It's okay to have common interests and have friends that have common interests. We like to go to the same places and we like to do the same things. We like to watch the same shows. We like to eat at the same places. I mean, that's great. But do you have people in your life that share the same values? that are headed in the same direction. Me and my wife talk about this. It came from Andy Stanley, and, and we talk about this. We preached about it a few weeks ago when we talked about parenting, but, but this is true. We say this of our kids, but we don't often think about it for ourselves. But here's the statement. It's simple. Our friends, maybe, our friends determine the direction and the quality of our lives. You don't lead yourself by yourself. You need a community. You need a group of people, a community of people who have the same values as you, who are going in the same direction as you. You need to surround yourself with people who share these things, who are moving in the same direction. Ready? Here's the biggest truth statement you're ever gonna see. Ready? And one more slide. What I value most is threatening to folks who are living for want now. There are people in your life who, who say they care and they are your friends, I get it. But here's the reality. What you value most is threatening because all they think about is want now. 
and there will be a conflict. See, here's the ultimate truth you need to know and I need to remind myself of. Everybody ends up in life somewhere. You know that? Every single person ends up in life somewhere. My goal for myself and my hope for you is that you end up somewhere on purpose. And yes, you don't lead yourself by yourself, but there's only one person that ultimately decides where you end up. And it's the person you face every morning in the mirror. Because after all, our greatest challenge is ourselves. Every morning you face the person who is made in the image of God and that person deserves the truth. And here's the thing, if you're not gonna do it for yourself, for some of us, what we have to realize is we have a lot of little faces that are looking in the mirror and they're looking in our mirror to lead themselves and how they're gonna be led. And some of you, you're single and here's what I know about you. I hope that you're looking for someone who's leading themselves well. And if you're a spouse, every day you're hoping your spouse wakes up and looks in the mirror and decides they're going to lead themselves well. So let's be authentic. Let's be genuine with ourselves. Because nothing says more about you than how you lead yourself. And every day you and I wake up and face the greatest challenge in the mirror. And we need to be honest with what we see. And if we don't, as Gnarls Barkley said, you will make yourself crazy. See, we all end up in life somewhere. It's just true. And if you wanna know more about that, you'll just have to come back next week. Let's pray.